Look at that hat. Look at your colour clash. I've got more of a colour clash. <laughs> you look, than a, look a bad rainbow. Well, there's, okay. a re- there's a reason why I'm wearing this hat today, Bernie, and we will be talking about it look in this colour. podcast. Got blue, For those burgundy, of you. a different shade of blue. Yeah. A green hat and, and a, a green white twin. You've got Did every colour. Did you not get the memo, bring your green hat? No, I've got a green jump on there. Welcome to episode 10. Double figures. Who would have thought it, eh? They said it wouldn't last, Dan. That's what they said. Who would have thought it? Anyway, have you finished having a pop about my dress sense for today? I'll leave it there. I'll just let everybody in the comments section go to town on you. Well, and there is a reason why I'm wearing this green hat, Bernie, is because it is actually the Stinger's hat. Uh, as you all know, I am a massive Louis Oosthuizen fan, and um, the whole team have signed this hat. And the reason I'm wearing it is not, I'd never wear it normally, but no. uh, the reason I'm wearing it is because we've got all things to talk about today, which is, um, yeah, we're going to move on to the live episode again isn't it it feels like it's how, just so like, how much live have you actually watched in your life n- not a lot okay so i've one know, or two little if shots I make a little confession here you, i've watched the first ever event oh yeah i went round. to it i went to that yeah i watched it that's yeah. the only only event i've ever watched oh right yeah well there you go so I've, I've watched i did watch the par three hole when they were over in australia i thought that was fun yeah it's always good to see the aussies on the on the wallop isn't it yeah um, but I've actually been, I mean, we haven't seen each other for a little while now because I've been away on a, a mega pro-am. No, it's not a bad thing, is it? Yeah, so it's always <laughs> nice to get a break from each other, our, isn't it? Our parents always try to split us up, didn't they? Yeah, keep us apart. <laughs> You're not helping each other, they used to say. <laughs> well, I've been right. back. I've been back to what I call golf town. Yeah. And that is, golf town to me is Villamora, which has some of the best and most amazing golf courses I've ever played anywhere in the world yeah absolutely fantastic facilities a very good collection of golf courses in a small geographical area correct don pedro don pedro resorts over yeah. there you got the old course which good was condition. my favorite fantastic look good from what i've seen i've seen a few little clips and a few insta posts from yeah. you and the uh, you and your team members it looked really good it looked in good condition it really was and it looks looked warm as well which was good nice to get a yeah. bit of winter sun isn't it so we went out there with uh, three of the subscribers from the channel yeah we had Kev Moore, who is, um, he classes himself as the number one subscriber. Every single bus tour bus tour, and every event we put on, he turns up. I mean, we did, we did one at the Belfry and he double booked his holiday and he was actually in Spain on holiday with his family. He's got quite a large family, but he made the effort of flying from Spain back to the Belfry Went to Birmingham and then flying back from Birmingham to Spain when it had finished to rejoin the holiday, which is some commitment. I thought he was going to miss an event and um, he's only one off getting the full full collection, isn't he? Absolutely amazing. Like, he's the only one that's done it so far, which is What was nice on this amazing. particular trip that his golf game actually made it through customs Did this it? year. That's a first. I know, because he's yeah. not really made it through customs. No. So, certainly last year's trip he didn't manage to get it through. No. Over there with Dale Collins as well, yeah. who came on the trip last year. And then Andy Barton from Saunton, another artisan yeah. member, because he's an artisan Saunton member. I don't think I've met him yet. My game didn't travel well on this particular trip. No? No. Yeah, but you're a YouTuber, you're not a golf pro, are you now? Well, I shot rounds of um, plus two. Not too no, 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 I wasn't, no. Sorry. No. Let's try that again. <laughs> I was plus three, yeah. plus two, plus four. Steady-ish. I was actually really considering and the, the, the level of confidence that I had during that each of those rounds. Like, have you ever had the first yeah. two nerves? Yeah, I get it Because I want to get into this. Every time I play, I have some sort of nerves, but it's good, in my opinion, it's good to have nerves. 
makes me play. I always play. You provide your game. You play better generally with a bit of nerves. Makes you want it more for me. Yeah, I no? I had first team nerves on every single shot in that event. Did you? It's a first for me. Hmm. What's that from? Lack of playing or lack of competition or just going for a few swing issues? What would you put it down to? I think I've hit the age of forty-two, and I think that it's time to hang the sticks up from competitive golf, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pity, that, because you have, even in the last, well, just before COVID, you were playing some really good stuff, and you'd almost improved a little it doesn't bit, matter. I think, it, late it, 30s. Like, you got better than when you were in your early 30s. Yeah, but to me, it's like, it's not, it, it got to the point where I'd love the trip, like the trip with the boys yeah. is amazing, and I would never change that for the world, but get me on the golf course, and it's not enjoyable. It's a, it's a sort of catch-22 situation, isn't it? Because... I know exactly what you're thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not at the level of your golf or of your YouTube. But even when I go out and play, if it was just a friendly game or a monthly medal, I'm thinking this is a missed opportunity of doing some filming. Yeah. And I don't want to not compete, and I want to try and compete more next year. But realistically, if I'm going to try and push my channel along, and next year's a big year, and I shouldn't really be playing any golf other than when I've got a camera in my hand. Yeah. It's so tricky, isn't it? Getting that right balance and producing enough, producing enough content for the channel, but then still trying to compete. And it's almost an impossible, an impossible job, really, isn't it? Like I enjoy playing. I enjoy playing when we go on our bus tours. I enjoy um, playing with the guys because there's nothing written. There's no result, is there? There's no result for me personally. I'm well, just for me, I want to win the Texas Scramble. Well, okay, the Scramble, but you've got, you've <laughs> yeah, got. You I know, know what you mean. But yeah. when when you're trying to when you're trying to play in a pro am, you're trying to you're trying to not you're trying to keep keep it going for the team. You're trying to you know not not as you've talked about in the past, not let your team down. Which yeah. I, don't get me wrong, I didn't feel that because no. that wasn't really what it was about. I just lost confidence and then then the game but just they're not hit going absolute rock bottom they're not going to an event like that to to see you shoot five six under the par because realistically you're not going to do that mm. you might you might have one round in you in five or six rounds at the moment yeah. where you shoot under par but you're not gonna i mean 22 under won it didn't it you're not 22 gonna, under yeah you're not gonna get to 22 under no, no that's offense. not by the way that's not 22 under for the team that's no, 22 that's under for pro. the individual pro for three rounds for three rounds shots yeah. shot rounds are six under six under ten under yeah i mean that's just that's but that's he's doing that full-time as his yeah, career yeah, as a job so you're not yeah talented player so they're not good for me they're not going there with any expectations of you shooting 10 under par 12 under par um, they're going there to have a good time and, and to spend time with you and your company and if you can help them out a little bit and you still play decent golf that they're going to enjoy so that's the mindset you probably got to have if you're going on there you're not going there to earn money you're going there for a, almost like a bit of a holiday I guess but what it kind of led me on to think about was how many people go through this same um, roller coaster yeah. emotional ride that I've been through in the last week over in over in where was I Portugal sorry it's Portugal. it's all different levels isn't it I mean I was playing, I played this morning that. and I was talking to one of the lads one of my friends Jordan who plays off like eight and he plays like the first 14 15 holes at Cheston really well like he yeah. plays them like a two three handicapper and then he doesn't finish and he's like I just don't know what I'm doing like I just feel like I'm doing the same stuff I've tried being attacking I've tried being defensive 
I've tried hitting more club on certain holes where I keep coming up short and and he just doesn't seem to finish around. And I sort of fought back um, a few years and I had that same issue before I turned pro. I never got to scratch before I turned pro. I turned pro for low one, never touched scratch on the old system yeah. during that. And um, I just, again, struggled the last three or four holes and I'd throw really good scores where I'd be under par and finish like one or two over. How have I done that? Like And made bogeys from nowhere and just... It's it almost becomes it becomes an issue the more the longer it lasts, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 massive issue to the point where you just like you think, oh, do I, do I want to go through all of this all over again? You know, to, to, and at the end of the day, you know, you say mentally it's, draining, isn't it? I was honestly, Bernie, I was exhausted, mm. mentally exhausted after each round. Yeah, and 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 then you got to look at it, you go, right, well, it's it's uh, I've earned fifty quid. So I won fifty quid from the from being over there and playing, and 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 in my my mind, because I finished in probably about mid table, I think probably maybe yeah. just below middle middle of the t- middle table. I thought to myself, well, you shouldn't earn anything really. You just no. taking you're now just taking money away from the guys that have done really well. Yeah. So there was that that mindset as well as I was kind of finishing off my round, but it's um yeah it did get me thinking, but oh. also what I um what I noticed when we were away was that. Uh, this whole thing, and I, and I don't know, I don't know why, but I had this funny feeling that John Ram would end up over at Live at some point, and the discussions yeah. have come up again, haven't they? Six hundred million pounds, dollars. I don't even know. It's a no, lot. Of money. Both of it's a good lot of money. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of rumours flying around at the moment, isn't there, about players sort of um, deflecting to Live? Yeah. And you sort of two or three things happen to those players that do that do move. The same last year, they had a few things happen, and you think, well, that's pointing towards him moving. You know, Patrick Cantley's the same. He's he's now not got a sponsor. Is that right? Which yeah, he's just he's he's, he's not like his clothing, his hat sponsor's gone. Which you can't have a hat sponsor if you're playing live, can you? You have to wear what you're wearing now. You you have team colours, team hat. So that looks like. And he's also been saying a few things. He's almost gone, I don't want to say pro-Live, but he's certainly not against Live. And he's making a few comments in social media that would point towards the fact that he looks like he's going as well. But John Rahm has withdrawn from um, the, the stuff that he was doing, that Woods and um, Roy were doing, the, that little competition, I can't remember what it's called now. I've just lost TG, it. That's it. TGL? Yeah, TGL. So he's withdrawn from that, saying that he didn't fit into his schedule. Right. Which is a little bit suspicious, isn't it? You'd think it was a bit suspicious. Um, you've got Phil Mickelson now saying stuff about he's already been signed and, you know, he's, oh, I've been chatting. Yeah, he's basically said he's been chatting to him and it's, it's basically a done deal. And then another one saying that he basically didn't like the format and that's the only thing that's holding up the actual announcement and the signature is he doesn't like some part of the format and he wants that changed before he commits. Do you think he'll go? I mean, he's got the he's got the advantage a bit like what Cam um, Smith Cam Smith had last year, where he was a major champion, so he's exempt for a certain number of years for majors, and that seems to be the main um, concern of players that are switching to live is that they will not be playing major championships, and a lot of them do judge their career on performance in majors, so they're not bothered about national opens or tour events that aren't majors um so that seems to be the main concern so if you've got a five or ten year exemption whatever he's got then what's there's no real 
there's no reason not to play Liv, is there? Because he's going to make he's going to make so much money just from the signing on without without the prize money on top. It's it's just the money's ridiculous, and you'd think by the time that his exemption runs out of major championships, then you he's probably probably relying on the fact that the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, um, Asian Tour, and and that and live all come together and get some sort of common ground where they all work work together, and that those the best players in the world can play in certain tournaments. Well, my question then is, are they starting to um, bridge that gap? Because They're trying to, aren't they? I think about Bern Wiesberger, who's now just got himself back onto the main DP yeah. World Tour. Uh, eight, nine-time winner, I think, is what he's won over the years. So that gets him exempt and gets him well, back onto he, the tour. Well, he also never resigned, to to his, school. But he never resigned his membership. Oh, he never resigned his membership? No, so that's from what I gather. I mean, I might be slightly wrong, but I no did read it. He's paid his fines apparently, but it wasn't wasn't that much of a fine. But he's right. paid that back apparently, and he's he's um, eligible to play like they have like the co-sanction events coming up, don't they? Right. Um, and he's eligible to get straight back in them at the start of the year. So um, he must have served a, a slight period, I guess, where he's suspended, or they must have given him. There must have been some sort of um, repercussions for doing that. But yeah, he's back. From what I gather, he's paid everything back, and he's. He never resigned his membership, and he's back playing tour events. And he looks like he's got in some of the big events, so there can't be much many penalties for what he's done. I think it's great that he's he's kind of gone back. He's got no choice, has he? It, well, I, I, well, was he who's bumped off? Wasn't he? But he oh, didn't, he didn't, was he? Is he that didn't, what it was? Yeah, he's not made the criteria to be in a team ah, and right, not one okay. did. And he's got he's he was a bit in in limbo, a little bit in limbo. So he had to sort of get back on on a tour. But I presume if he if he comes out and wins. Let's say he wins three or four events next year and dominates the DP World Tour, which he could possibly uh, he do. He could do that because he's sure got he the could. potential to do it. Then Liv might come calling. He might go back. I, I mean, the, the ten best have off to. They've just gone to America. Yeah, yeah. So they got their they got their PGA Tour cards. Yeah. So they're they're, they're only going to be playing. They? They're only going to be playing in the um, the main main events. The, the main events that Rory plays in. Yeah. And Ram played in. So um, oh, that is interesting, Bernie. Mm. Yeah, he could really. He worth, could, couldn't he? Worth putting a couple of quid on him, isn't there? If you're he, a betting he could, man, he could, I mean, he could definitely win the um, the race, def- yeah, race, race to the bike. Well, well, oh, no, he couldn't because he's not. He's probably not in the majors yet, is he? I don't know if he get in the majors. He'd have then... to. Get, he'd have to come out pretty quick, win a couple of events, get back into the top fifty in the world, which then we're making it exempt yeah. for majors, and then maybe, yeah, may, maybe do something to them, and then get, and then probably go and pl- yeah, play in some of the bigger events through maybe through that. Wait, but he could, he could, he could definitely win some events on DP World, couldn't he? Just going back to Patrick Cantlay, I mean, he. Mm. You talk about these signings of, of contracts and things like that. Yeah, I see. Do you know? I I see a lot of players moving forward potentially. I'm not saying mm. clothing deals because I think clothing deals and shoes and glove and hat and stuff like that. I think is is always a good opportunity to earn a bit of money. Yeah. But um, I think you're going to start to see players. With that, that don't necessarily have club contracts moving forward. I mean, I know Tommy Fleetwood was out of club contract for a while. I think Matt Fitzpatrick, I, I think he's only contracted, is he just contracted to his putter? I think possibly that might be one of them. Um, but I was looking in Cam Smith's bag the other day, mm. obviously online, wasn't in yeah. his golf bag, but <laughs> um, I noticed that he has taken out a Titleist three-wood and yeah. he's put in a ping three-wood in his golf bag. 
Um, he's also got two Mizuno long irons in his golf bag. So this is somebody who was like tightless through and through, full yeah. bag of tightless. So it's got to be on the sort of thought process, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, again, it depends on depends on what their their deal is and how much they're getting paid. And we we know that at the top of the game, there's a vast amount of money. So, and it's all relative. If you, I know it sounds good if you're getting say a million pound a year to be a foot being being a tightless player, but you'll there might be stipulations like you have to do twenty. Days media a year, days. media days, and 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 that, and you have to give up time for certain things, and you have to play in these events if you're a Titleist player, for example. I don't know, I don't know what is what the stipulations are, but you might think to yourself, I don't want the hassle for a million pound. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I want to? You know, why would I want that? I know Patrick well, Reed was one. I, I, yeah. I think the money that they get is more than that, but or certainly some of them. Yeah. Um, but you think that if it's, you know, if you if you have a let's say you're not happy with your your long irons and you're yeah. contracted to 14 clubs in your bag or 13 clubs in your bag and you're not happy with your long irons, like that can really make or break you winning a tournament. Yeah, of course so, it can, 100%. So having, having the flexibility to say, right, actually I want to put in a couple of Mizuno long irons because I look, they look better to me or they feel better to me or they perform slightly better to me, then you're going to win that back pretty quickly, aren't you? Yeah, of course you, yeah, know, of course you are. Good couple of, couple of finishes, good couple of shots coming down the stretch with those longer irons and you've won that money back that you were being going to be paid for and you've got the option to do what you want to do from your clubs. Yeah, maybe if you, and as well, maybe if you break down, if you're a player and you break down different areas of your game, you might be like a bag sponsor, you might end up, if you broke it down, rather than doing a deal for, let's say a million, we're just throwing a million out there, yeah. for everything, you might be able to get 600,000 for a bag, you might be able to get Hundred thousand for a driver, you might be able to get hundred and fifty for a putter. So you could easily, you know, have different three or four different sponsors for in your bag, couldn't you? And if you're getting money off each of them, so you, yeah, I mean, you might. It's just, I mean, if somebody wants to pay a million, million quid, then game on. Yeah, where are so, we going? Sorry, Richard. Where are, we, but, uh, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's all relative, though, isn't it? Some exciting news then from you. Yeah. Where's the handicap right now? Where yeah, we, we're um, destination scratch? Where have we got? Where have we got to? Update for we've, everybody. We've, we've not quite got there, um, but we're down. So I, I basically on Wednesday I'd had we'd gone on a winter course. It was a shorter course, which makes it easier, but then makes it harder because um, I shot level par on Wednesday, which was one point nine over par. Okay, so it's so basically it's, two shots. It's basically two shots easier. easier. Yeah. So I shot, so I shot level par, but it brought my handicap down to one point three. So I'm in the ones now, which is nice, high ones. Yeah. And I got sort of three and a half, or those three, three or four, it might be four actually, four rounds now. I got a free hit. So if I could shoot like a free spin, if I could shoot a couple of level pars, and I think I could get back to scratch. So yeah. And, and I it. would say that your um, when you shoot, even though the golf courses are easier. Your confidence must be quite high when you're going on to shorter golf courses, especially when you're coming from the back tees at Churston now to a, a shorter course. Do you not, do you find yeah, you're you, more confident going out? Then? I mean, you would you would say that but it's the ball that run, is it? That's the only problem. So, like if you do hit a four iron off a tee, it's all carry, isn't it? And I do hit quite a quite a low ball flight. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just swings and roundabouts. Obviously, the weather's colder, isn't it? Um, it's harder. Greens are slower. They're, is that they're good, good at the moment, though. They're is that quick, a good yeah. thing for you, though? Do you like? No, I prefer quicker greens. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I've always preferred quicker greens, which is funny, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it is what it is. You play the conditions, don't you? And um, 
it's pretty dry out at the moment, which is good. So not picking up too much mud in the rough, which helps as well. And it's yeah, I don't think I can do it in the winter, but maybe come out next summer, start the summer sort of, and then give it a good go really. But I've got a few ideas in the winter what I want to do and a couple of things I want to address in my game and in my sort of fitness as well. Oh, we're going to get in the gym or we're just going to start running a little bit? Not going to get in the gym, but I've got my sort of arthritis under control at the moment in my feet, so I can can add a bit of exercise to it, but I want to do it properly rather than just, in the past I've just lifted weights and stuff and gone running. I want to actually get like a bit of a plan and a bit of a schedule, really. Stick with it. Um, I need to practice as well. What do you put your, what do you put it down to with your handicap moving from a, a five down to now a one um just put more effort in this year i've got better attitude i actually want to play golf whereas i think we mentioned it probably on what podcast six or seven maybe um i found it hard to be on the golf course just with memories and um just feeling a bit i mean i'm a very positive person always have been always will be but i I even just felt being on the golf course with reminder of my dad and stuff i just found it difficult and just having the actual focus on my game and actually caring about it. I didn't really care, like, last year, the year before. It didn't really bother me. It was just, I was just going for a walk, whereas I've seemed to have got a little bit more um, fight and a bit more determination. And I feel like I always need targets and motivation to do anything. I'm quite laid back, as you know. And um, if i got a target and a bit of motivation, then that sort of spurs me on. And my motivation is to get to scratch in sort of my dad's memory really so or get back to scratch even if it's just for like one event or one game just to say I've done it and people and I like proving people wrong because people don't think didn't think I could do it not everybody but okay. I think there's a few people that thought I couldn't do it and I'm going to prove them that I can do it so what so what what are you going to do about your game then you're just literally going to stop playing or are you going to play Devon Pros and stuff or are just going to completely put the clubs away and I'm just going to film so all my all my stuff will be. I'll still do my break pass stuff. Yeah. Um, I will. I will certainly not be playing anything this winter. So that then mm. that's basically puts me through to September. Yeah. Because there'll be nothing now from the winter through to September. I think pro am side of things, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm I'm done with that because it's just. Um, I just feel that I. Uh, it's tricky because you've got a family and stuff and you're at that age where it's costing you money to play in the events yeah it's a lot of money it's a lot of money and it's a lot of travel it's a lot of money everything's going up in price you know we you know you go out for dinners in the evening which you don't always do at home you go out for dinners in the evening you you know it just everything costs a little bit of money flights are expensive getting your clubs on flights are expensive you know and as much as i enjoy the element of the social element of it at the end of the day this is my job i can't go over there as an amateur i can't go over there as a team and not have to rely i'd have i have to put a score together i'm not going to nr and say i'm not putting an individual in i'm just focusing on the team yeah but i enjoy i would enjoy i think i would do a few more if i was actually if it wasn't just about if it was more about the team rather the individual side of things yeah And, and i would probably throw in four or five birdies for them but because there's less sort of thinking about the overall score. But yeah. I don't know. I, I, there's a part of me that's definitely wants to look at the psychology side of things because this has haunted me for, I don't know how long ago, but it certainly has haunted me for for 20 years. Yeah. And there is a point where you think you get you start to get through it. 
and then it kind of really starts to bite back at you and I just I do think it'd be a pity if you don't compete in something or play at all in any competitive games I think I think you need motivation to to practice and motivation to I just I don't know I just think your your game will deteriorate and your you won't enjoy playing golf which will then affect your YouTubing nah. that's that's how I, that's what I think like if you can't I don't necessarily like I enjoy the I, I enjoy competition I do enjoy competition but I just feel I, I feel like I can make up my own kind of competition for myself right, you know okay. with with me competing against you know I'm always competing against myself anyway because I'm always trying to mm. beat the score that I've had in or what I'm capable of shooting on that particular course or I don't know, you know I, it's I just, always a, it's always like you know I I haven't it, let's be honest I haven't competed a great deal if you take the no. last if you take the last 5 years I could probably count in two hands how many really how many events I've probably played in you know, so if I'm only playing in ten events a year, or ten events in the last five years, yeah, then, then it's like I don't know. I just feel like you should set yourself a goal and keep. If you if you if you're concerned about, you don't want to play anything that's more than one day. But like maybe I don't know. This year you probably missed it because you've already missed like two or three events. But try and win the Devon Order of Merit again. And just playing them. There's like eight events. I'm going to play all eight of them. That's all I'm going to play in. Because yeah. you're not going to do much travelling. You potentially could win. Or, it, or generally finish in the top four or five in the order of merit, like because you're playing every event. Whereas some of the better players will be off playing other stuff, and they will miss events and chances to win points and money. So you, should, yeah. I would say you'd have a good chance of being up there. Certainly up near the up near the top of the leaderboards. Yeah, I, I think this is and the it's first time. Yeah, this is the first time where I've actually got a bit of an understanding of why a lot of pros don't play golf. As in, mm. don't go and pl- play in anything. Yeah. Because I've never ever felt so un- uncompetitive in my life. Like I felt no, I felt like I had absolutely. But did you care? I do care. Yeah. I always care, but I just felt that it was. Um, I, I can see why lots of golfers that turn pro, and this is the saddest thing, is lots of golfers turn pro and then. They start coaching, they earn a bit of money from coaching, then they look at every playing day as a wasted day. Yeah. Because they're going to enter the competition, drive to wherever they're going to, tee it up against players that are full-time golfers, challenge sword players, whatever they are, yeah. regional players, high regional players, to then basically finish, hopefully try and finish in the top 10, of which you win no money. Mm. So what's the point in going? And this is where, And this is where the issues... I can see for the first time ever why a lot of pros do do that, really. Because yeah. I've always looked at it and gone, oh, come on, get your, let's get going, you know, let's get going. But... You used to see, so from from my own experience, you'd see, like, the first couple of medals, like, in, all the... The Dual of Merit's played over winter because, obviously, a lot of the club pros are busy during the summer, so yeah. so the PJ Devon and Cornwall has played winter on winter golf courses. But you'd see big fields generally for the first couple of events, and then the, the guys would probably play, commit to the first two, not have a very good um, couple of rounds, and then they would just it would drop off. And numbers yeah. would would dwindle as the as the as the season the progresses. Season yeah, progressed, which yeah. is always a bit of a shame. Yeah. But um, but it's it's the reality, isn't it? You know, they're all paying bills at the end of the day. Yeah, of course they know, are. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. You don't you don't come into the world of golf as a club pro or anything like we're in and go, I'm going to be comfortable in my life in the fact that I uh, I don't need to go out and earn money because no. every day counts 
for these guys. You know? Yeah, I mean, and it's it, really important. It, you, it's being selective, isn't it? I mean, they've got a Devon, they've got an alliance next week, Devon Alliance in Cornwall. There you go, work that one out. But it's like an hour and 20 minutes to, to play in it. What's that for? In Bannon Bude. Next Thursday? Oh, it's a, that's a, an alliance down there, isn't Devon it? Alliance, Devon, yeah. and, Devon and PG, Devon no, PGA, Devon and Cornwall PGA. No, it's Devon, it's Devon PGA Alliance. Oh, right, in Cornwall. In Cornwall. But it's like an hour and 20 minutes down there. So it's like, do I want to drive basically three hours? Bude's longer than an hour and 20 minutes. Bude's an hour and... Bude's like going to North Devon. So All it's right. North Cornwall. It's right on the tip of Cornwall to Devon. So it's about an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, is it? I thought it was less than that. Oh, well, it's yeah. even worse then. And like, do I want to travel nearly what, four hours in a car to play around a golf when I'm realistically not going to win an event? Well, you've been doing all right in the alliances, haven't you? Yeah, I had your brother with me then, didn't yeah, I? Exactly. <laughs> you've got to just pick your partners, Bernie. No, I mean, it's just it's a, it's a commitment, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, what, it it's, it's going to cost what, it cost me 50 quid to enter it. Yeah. 50, it's 50 quid to enter. So you're going to have to, generally, when you drive down there, you're going to have, a, you're going to have some food before you play generally yeah you got to watch and a it. coffee so i mean that's a, that's a, let's say that's best part of seven eight quid yeah and then you've got your petrol i mean what's the petrol down there what 30 quid there right? yeah 30, probably 100 quid day yeah big time and you think yeah. well that's a day where i could be doing something else or could be could be filming could be filming yeah so i do get where you're coming from it's just i just feel that your golf is cape still capable of winning things and when it's good it's really good and i just feel like you should be playing, and I don't know. Just I just feel that you think I should be playing in more selective events. Yeah, hundred percent. I've been selective what I play in. Yeah, like I won't travel. I won't travel over an hour to play golf in a, in an event I'm paying to play in. I just feel that you could target eight events on the winter series. Maybe not this year because you've missed a couple already. So, but maybe next year, right? My target's going to be I'm going to try and finish top top three in the order of merit. One thing I am interested though, and I look at it as always an opportunity film. Yeah, is uh, <laughs> is the psychology side of it? Like I, I've never really. I've read the books, and it's yeah. all just, I oh, just yeah, it's all a bit. I never feel like I, every time I pick up a book and read it, I never feel like I get the answer. I always feel that's, like they tell you, they tell you that they're going to get you. You know, this is this is this is how you do it, and then actually you finish the book, and you go, did did I get the answer out of that? I don't. Do you not feel think like that's what books are supposed to do? Keep you keep you on the edge. Not keep you on the edge, but you have to do your own research and your own experience. And everyone's experience is different, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I've always got the thing where people write you have these psychologists and stuff, but they've never actually experienced what you're going through in certain aspects. Like how, like they might have all the tools to to to, or they feel like they can help you, but if they haven't personally experienced, you know something how can they they can't really I mean, they won't know how you're feeling totally will they no uh, that's what i mean but it's i'm interested but I, I, i'm gonna go and i'm gonna pursue it with a psychologist rather than actually through books i'm gonna actually well, you're gonna go, go and, and visit one or you're yeah, gonna go and try and learn more about the subject no, i'm gonna i'm gonna go and visit one and le- i will learn as i go with that because yeah. i'll be i'm good with people aren't i so i ask questions yeah. and things like that but i i think God, imagine me doing that I'd, I'd be the worst case ever wouldn't i for them They'd make a lot of money out of me. They'd be rich when they instantly, instantly, um, instantly rich if, they, if I turned up. And I think you could be in there. I could make or break two, them, couldn't I? <laughs> two or three times a week, you could make that, can you? I was thinking four or five, so I'll take that. <laughs> That's almost a compliment. But any opportunity for a filming possibility, I'm in for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's quite it's quite a good video or good series. You making your comeback, isn't it? As well, if you don't play for a year, and then right, I'm suddenly gonna. 
playing some events and what I'm going to do to get there and, and then showcase the event, a bit like the sort of road to the open or whatever we did yeah. with your brother. But that's quite a good little um, series, I mean, what, isn't it? What, what's, what, I, was actually, I was actually, when I finished that, I was actually, I don't know if I said it earlier, but I was really proud of how, I th- like, I was proud of the scores that I had, yeah. considering how, I pl- how badly I played. Yeah. And, you know, uh, bearing in mind, I was putting like an absolute demon what for those scores? For those scores, yeah. like, like I mean, in one round, I, sh- I shot two over, and I had twenty-four putts. <laughs> you know, and and it's and I've given myself a couple of putts. I've added a couple of putts onto there to to make it twenty-four because I hold a couple of putts from off the green. green. Yeah, but that you know, it's like Kev said to me, said, "Crikey, what what would happen if you if you didn't bring your putter one day?" I said, "I'd shoot like 90. <laughs> and and that and that. So I was actually like quite proud of myself to hold it together to only shoot because you know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast or watching the show sort of say hang on a minute dan you know i've never shot those sorts of scores i've never no, been it's two relative, over, two isn't over it? four over and, and those got a guy the, shooting 22 yeah. over under par and you're shooting what two five nine over, nine over so you're 31 yeah. shots behind him with 54 Correct. holes yeah that's massive it's massive yeah james james was one under six under ten under 17. So he shot 10 under on the last round. Yeah. And my brother was three under, three under, six under. No, three under, three under, seven. Uh, three under, three under, five under. So. They're 11. Uh, 11. Was he 11 or 12? Maybe, yeah. he was, maybe he was 12. I can't remember exactly what it was. But it's good scoring, sure. isn't it? It's good scoring. I mean, for Paul to shoot, and this is, this is another thing as well. Paul shoots 12 under or 11, 12 under par, finishes eighth. Yeah. It shows the depth <laughs> and strength, doesn't it? Amazing. Scary, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Great to, great to see it though. I mean, I love. I, even yeah. though I, it's, it's still great to see those scores being oh. posted, I think it's just fantastic. It's, Absolutely fantastic. If you, I, you always, if you get the opportunity to play with better golfers than yourself, then yeah. the best advice I've ever was play. Like, don't worry about those people. Don't worry about what you're shooting or what you're doing. They're so no. focused and concentrating on themselves. But just to be around it and watch it, you can learn so much. And little, you pick up little nuggets of information and little tips and. Yeah. Like any time your brother wants to play in something or ask me to play in it, I make sure you've never got something on that that, that takes my priority and Absolutely. I'm up for it because you just, you know, it's just great to watch and, you know, don't ever be afraid. That's what I say. Don't ever be afraid to, if someone asks you to play in something and they're better than you, make sure you play, bite their hand off. It doesn't matter whether they're 20 shots better than you or you'll gain so much from playing with them. You won't, it's, yeah, you couldn't put a price on it. Bernie's words of wisdom. Crikey, I love when it. have I suddenly uh, just worried I've become sensible? What a way to end I, this. I, ne- I never used to be this sensible, did I? I what's going on with me? I need to sort my life out. <laughs> you do. Absolutely right. Right, thanks for watching, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed that, and we'll see you again in episode 11. Yeah.